Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 15 O Lord, who may abide in your tent, who may dwell on your holy hill? Those who walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander with their tongue and do no evil deed to their friends, nor take up a reproach against their neighbors, in whose eyes the wicked are despised, but who honor those who fear the Lord, who stand by their oath even to their hurt, do not lend money at interest, and do not take a bribe against the innocent. Those who do these things shall never be moved. Exodus chapter 32, verses 15 through 35. Then Moses turned and went down from the mountain, carrying the two tablets of the covenant in his hands, tablets that were written on both sides, written on the front and on the back. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God, engraved upon the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. But he said, It is not the sound made by victors or the sound made by losers. It is the sound of revelers that I hear. As soon as he came near the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses' anger burned hot, and he threw the tablets from his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf that they had made, burned it with fire, ground it to powder, scattered it on the water, and made the Israelites drink it. Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do that you have brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people, that they are bent on evil. They said to me, Make us gods. Who shall go before us? As for Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, Whoever has gold, take it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. When Moses saw that the people were running wild, for Aaron had let them run wild, to the derision of their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered around him. He said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Put your sword on your side, each of you. Go back and forth from gate to gate around the camp, and each of you kill your brother, your friend, and your neighbor. The sons of Levi did as Moses commanded, and about three thousand of the people fell on that day. Moses said, Today you have ordained yourselves for service of the Lord, for the service of the Lord, each one at the cost of a son or a brother, and so have brought a blessing on yourselves this day. On the next day Moses said to the people, You have sinned a great sin, but now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas, this people has sinned a great sin. They have made themselves gods of gold. But now, if you will only forgive their sin, but if not, blot me out of the book that you have written. But the Lord said to Moses, Whoever sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. But now go, lead the people to the place about which I have spoken to you. See, my angel shall go in front of you. Nevertheless, when the day comes, comes for punishment, I will punish them for their sin. 
Then the Lord sent a plague on the people because they made the calf, the one that Aaron made. James chapter 1, verses 9 through 16. Let the believer who is lowly boast in being raised up, and the rich being brought low, because the rich will disappear like a flower in the field. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the field. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. It is the same way with the rich. In the midst of a busy life they will wither away. Blessed is anyone who endures temptation. Such a one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. No one, when tempted, should say, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But one is tempted by one's own desire, being lured and enticed by it. Then, when that desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And that sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved. Good morning and welcome to the 12th Friday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 15, Exodus 32, and James 1. In Exodus, um, it got me thinking that I've, it's a painful story to hear. Um, it's a continuation from what we heard yesterday, where the people have said, we don't know who Moses is. We don't know this God that's, that brought us out of Egypt. Hey, Aaron, make us a God. That's what Aaron does. Um, and here we see Moses coming down the mountain with Joshua. And Joshua thinks that what he hears is war. And he's he's actually half right. Um, Moses corrects him and says, no, that's the sound of partiers. It's like a spring break down there. Um but Joshua isn't wrong, because what's going to happen is war on God's people by God's people. Uh, the Levites, uh, when they come to Moses' side, um, somehow have acquired swords. Between Exodus 15, 14 and 15, when they've fled Egypt and they call God a warrior, they only have jewelry that they've um, pillaged from the Egyptians they have their livestock and whatever they can carry on their back, and that's basically it. So they're they're a host wandering around, and so finally God makes them a constitution written in God's own hand. And that's what's on these tablets. And they get impatient, and they begin to turn their backs, and Aaron and Moses say they're bent toward evil. And my old neighbor would think, yeah, that's about right. You know, the the we tend to forget about sin. And Niebuhr was really concerned that you know we shouldn't be interpreting the world through rose-colored lenses because sin is pretty fucking powerful. And sure enough, it is. Um, in this passage, uh, the Levites come to him um, perhaps because they're particularly devout or zealous, but they also were Moses' own tribe. He was a Levite, as was Aaron, and the Levites are the clerical caste in Israel. So they could have come to him because he was family, or they could have come to him because they were zealous for the Lord. In this passage, at least, it doesn't say that. It doesn't give us any real 
clue as to their motivation. But they come to him, and Moses is really clear to them. Go through the camp, take your sword, and kill your own family, your own friends, your neighbors. And um, they do. And 3,000 Israelites die, including some of the Levites' own family, uh, as is suggested by Moses' last um, refrain, saying, Today you have ordained yourselves for the service of the Lord, because you each have lost a son or a brother. And so this has brought them a blessing, says Moses. So the, um, the connection between faith and armed service is so um, interwoven that to be ordained uh, at the very first time where there is ordination in Israel, uh, that comes because of the loss that someone suffered and, in fact, had incurred themselves. They are ordained, you know, with their hands blood-stained. Um, and it's not just, and they haven't killed their enemies, they've killed their own family. And it makes me think of the passage from Matthew where, um, you know, it's brought up in, in back and forth debates about war and peace that Jesus says, you say that I've come to bring peace, but I've come to bring a sword. I will divide father from son, mother from daughter, etc. And not just divide, but even in, in Exodus here, kill, um, that it's a, a really harsh you know, punishment, a harsh reaction to, I mean, in the modern world would think, you know, it's not such a big deal. You know, great, okay, so you burn it into fine powder, you make them drink it, little you know, kind of retribution there, whatever, but don't, you don't have to kill everybody or kill anybody, frankly. Um, and yet this is, what, this is what the text has. The first priests in Israel were made priests immediately after they murdered a number of their own family and friends. And they suffered loss, um, but they also inflicted pain and suffering and death. Um, that isn't to say that violence is good, but it is to say that violence is woven into what it means to be a person of faith and to desire to be, you know, in Israel there's kind of a mix between hereditary uh, clergy and voluntary clergy, but that's that's for another episode. <clears throat> so the um, I I think this stands out to me because so much conversation around military service and faith has has proposed that there's you know no link between faith and violence, um, and that there's a you know it's mutually exclusive. Um, and I, I meant to look up the word ordination here in the Hebrew. Um, I just don't know if it's necessary. Um, that um, that Christians cannot do violence or, or people of faith cannot do violence. And I think that's still correct, but I think we aren't looking at our own tradition and history clearly. We're looking through a mirror dimly if we ignore some of these troubling connections between what it means to be a steward of God's order and that that stewardship to involve when necessary 
violence and sometimes even death. Um, that uh, that it's disturbing, um, no doubt. And I think that Christ on the cross satisfies that kind of open question um, that he he suffered death um, and as high priest uh, as you know the the embodiment of the Levitical caste in in Israel he also one might say as God the Father inflicted suffering and death and pain um, you know the the paradox of the cross is that God you know, knew it was happening, made sure it happened, and also suffered it at the same time. Um, and so that's the, there's this just complicated, um, ir, you know, irrevocable link between armed military force and uh, the most sacred traditions of our faith, you know, ordination as a, as a clergy person was born in the blood of the people of Israel after they had sinned. Um, and that's a, it's a troubling link that I think we should not ignore um, any more than we should ignore you know, the, you know, Jesus's kind of dual role as both um, high priest but also soldier of God, you know, descended of David, lived in a military town, grew up in a military town, um, acted as the divine warrior, etc. These connections um, can be confusing in a world where we've, you know, kind of put military service either up on a pedestal or we assume it's, it's um, you know, something that's inherently evil. Um, we have to get out of our own kind of bubble and begin thinking about these connections and history and traditions a little bit more clear-eyed. A prayer for the election of bishops and other ministers from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, giver of every good gift, look graciously on your church and so guide the minds of those who shall choose bishops and other priests and ministers that the church may receive faithful pastors who will care for your people and equip them for their ministries. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.